Bidzy Small Business Society number 171. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Beresoff. We talk to entrepreneurs and small business owners about what it takes to succeed as a small business owner. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text, and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today I am talking to PJ Jonas. PJ is the co-founder at Goat Milk Stuff, a family business that creates and sells all-natural products as an alternative to chemical products that people use every day. Her company not only allows her family to work together, but it's been the vehicle to teach her family about what's important, and those values come through in the goodness of their products and the excellence of their customer service. Welcome, PJ. Thanks for being here. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today? Absolutely. It's wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. So I am um, an entrepreneur. I am also a homeschooling mother of eight children. Wow. And so, (laughs) yeah. So a lot of my time is spent pretty much on those two things. Um, We have a farm and we have, you know, if anybody knows much about farming, it's pretty much a 24 seven endeavor. You just, you stop when you, when you need to, because there's always more work to be done on a farm. Um, But we have dairy goats. We are involved. The whole family's involved in our business, which is called goat milk stuff. And we basically make stuff with goat milk. We started out making goat milk soap. Um, and then we moved into goat cheese and goat milk fudge and goat milk caramel and goat milk gelato kind of food products now. Um, so those are the, the food stuff is fairly new for us. So that's that's my current project is getting all of that launched and, and successfully created. Well, PJ, farming, first of all, you said 24-7, but you're also running a business and homeschooling eight children. How do you find the time? That's crazy. <laughs> You know, it's, it's pretty much, you do the, the most important thing. And sometimes that's, that's easier said than done because sometimes the, the most important thing is not necessarily the most urgent thing. And sometimes there's a lot of, of things that are really, uh, just have to deal with, but that aren't really very important. So it's a matter of balancing those two, you know, how do you get to the stuff that really matters when there are a lot of other things that are calling your attention? Yep, absolutely. Now I want to talk more about that business. So what was happening around you that you saw as an opportunity to launch a business that first involves your entire family and second provides an alternative to these chemical products that many of us are using every day? 
Well, I had the dairy goats. Um, we had that for the the raw milk. I wanted the children to drink the raw, healthy goat milk. So we already had the dairy goats. And one day I was just letting the children play around in the bathtub. And for whatever reason, I picked up the baby wash I had always used and read the ingredients. And I was just appalled that it was all these you know petroleum-based chemicals and all these chemicals I couldn't pronounce. And I decided right then and there I was going to make my own soap. So I did my research and when you make soap, you have to use a liquid and, and most soap is just made with water. But I had all this really good goat milk and I was like, well, I'm just going to put the goat milk in the in the soap and we'll see what happens. And so when I made it and put it in the shower, my husband's finger stopped cracking and splitting. And that was a problem he had dealt with for years. He was a teacher for a number of years and dealing with all the chalk. And then he was a garbage man for a number of years and wearing gloves year round. He'd had that problem for, for a long time and we had tried everything to solve it. And so when... So this had to be an absolute light bulb moment for you, right? It really was. It was like, wow, <laughs> you know, wow, I knew goat milk was good to drink, but here it is, you know, proving how good it is on your skin as well. So that was kind of the aha moment that was like, okay, I, I can do something with this. I can I can make something happen with this. PJ, talk about the importance of involving the kids and the entire family in this process. Well, I had um, prayed for years for a family business. I, you know, with having eight children, with having my husband um, be at work all day, you know, it was something that I really wanted my husband more involved in their lives than he was able to be in the evenings and the weekends. And so it was something that I had wanted. Um, but because we homeschool, I wanted their education to be really practical. Um, you know, I, I didn't want them to go through and be like, well, what point, you know, what good is this? When am I ever going to use this? You know, all those things that you always hear from, from children. And so wrapping their education around the business really gives them the tools um, and the skills that they're going to need someday, whether they want to stay with goat milk stuff and work it when they're an adult or whether they want to start their own business or whatever they want to do, they have the skills um, because they're learning it. They're putting it, everything they learn into practice. You know, all the, I tell people all their maths, um, we were actually in the, in the car this morning and, um, I was listening to the children in the back and they were arguing over, over something they wanted to do after cross country. And they were going back and forth and my 12 year old, you know, hollers at, he goes, well, that's a sunk cost. That shouldn't even figure into what our decision <laughs> process. And, you know, my husband just looked at me and kind of elbowed me and I'm like, yep, yep, that's right. Sunk cost out of a 12 year old. I Love was it. like, yes, <laughs> yeah, we are doing something right. <laughs> PJ, love it so much. I'm not ruining that any of that with any mundane narrative. I'm going to move on. Great stuff. Great uh, to see that you guys are succeeding as a family. Love it. Now, you guys are enjoying some success, but it likely wasn't always that way. Tell us, what was your biggest challenge in business or otherwise? But PJ, what sticks out in your mind as your biggest challenge? And we're looking for some actionable steps that you took to really embrace and overcome that challenge. Well, one of the things that we have struggled with from the very beginning is uh, figuring out how to hire and manage employees. And that's been difficult. You know, we, like I said, we, we have a little bit of a unique business in that it is our, we do have children involved. Um, but I found out early on that there were very few people who uh, could work as hard as my children did. Um, and that was, <laughs> that was a bit of, a, of an eye opener because we just kind of thought everybody worked as hard as we did. And, and we found that not to be true. Um, and so learning how, you know, because the business, it, goat milk stuff is growing and it's really, um, you know, our, our growth is limited because we can't bring, you know, we can't find the right people to come alongside and help us to continue to grow. And I'm, you know, I'm growing my children, but my children, you know, they're still nine to 19. So a lot of them are still pretty on the, on the young side, you know, they, they're, they're still kids and they're still, you know, have a lot of free time and play time and that kind of thing. Um, so that's been something, you know, we we're, we're getting 
better as it, as the years go by, we're getting better at managing. Um, we're getting better at hiring. You know, one of the things we've done is we've slowed down our hiring practice. And what I mean by that is, you know, we used to hire somebody, you know, in a couple of weeks of meeting them for the first time, you know, and now we're kind of stretching that period out over a couple of months and really getting to know the people better. And that, you know, we, we have lost some people because they need to move on things a little bit faster, but we found that, you know, a lot of things that we miss when you only know someone for a week or two and only have had a couple of conversations tends to come out better over time. So that's one of the things that we're doing to try and improve that process. Great stuff. Well, yeah, what you're saying is going to translate well for the small business owner and the entrepreneur that you're talking to right now looking to grow their business. I mean, hiring and bringing on that team around you is a constant battle, right? You know, it really is the toughest <laughs> the toughest part because the minute you outgrow what you're capable to do, you're like, oh, I need help. I'm just going to hire help. And, and what I didn't realize, and I'm assuming most other people don't realize, is how much work bringing on those other people are. And, and, you know, nobody's ever going to care about your customers the way you do. I mean, that's, that's pretty much just life. They're your customers. You're going to, you're going to care about them more than, than anybody. But if you can, um, realize and structure things where you can put off that first hiring for as long as possible and get things set up, um, I found that that that's better because you can get a lot of the legwork done and, and try and, um, improve the efficiency on it. Because the minute you move into, into employees, your profitability goes down, your workload goes up, you know, they really, it's a different kind of workload, but they don't take as much off your plate, your plate as, as you think they're going to, at least in my experience. Now let's talk about your rewards, PJ. Why is it so great to be PJ Jonas? <laughs> I have the best life ever. You know, <laughs> I get to work on a farm. I get to be outside when I when I want to. I get to work with baby goats. There's nothing cuter than having baby goats. We uh, have about this year. We'll have probably about 140 babies born, and uh, that all happens in February, March, and we get to you know deliver them and dry them off and feed them and all of that stuff. So that's a ton of fun. But I also get to work with my family. I get to teach my children. Um, I get to run a business and with all the, the, the challenges and the everything that comes with that, it's still something I wouldn't trade. And I get to help people with their skin and help them, you know, do do things that are healthier for their bodies and offer them, you know, products that they can trust. Because I think that's one of the biggest problems that, you know, especially moms have out there. They, they want to do what's right for their family. They want to give them the best things. But there's so much conflicting information out there. You never quite know if you're doing the right thing or if, you know, six months from now, it's all of a sudden that what you were doing if thinking it was good is going to turn out to be bad. So, um, do I bring everything back down to, you know, some of the basics and just healthy goat milk and products made with that? It's, I can, I can help moms, you know, at least in a portion of their lives. Yeah. And a lot of moms and dads and parents out there, I think, you know, with their busy lifestyles, they're going for what's convenient and cheap and just readily available. Is that right? You know, it really is. I mean, obviously the obesity epidemic in, the epidemic in this country is is out of control, but for so many people, we just don't have the time to cook healthy meals. We don't have the time to get, you know, fruits and vegetables and, and make homemade meals. And it's so much easier to just, you know, pick up fast food or pick up something out there. And um, that takes time and effort and it takes a commitment and it, and it takes 
you know, not just commitment, but a willing to sacrifice other things. And so that's really hard in our society to be able to do that. Um, and so what, you know, I talk with a lot of moms, you know, I used to have my own podcast and, and the blog and all of that. And a lot of moms who just to know that there's, there are other moms out there struggling with these same issues, you know, that you have to, you know, I, I really think, you know, sports is good for my kid, but how do I, you know, have sports teams and feed them healthy meals when there's no time to be home and cook can really kind of help us all realize that we do what we can do. You know, it's just like your business. You do the best you can do. You're never going to get it all done. There's always more that you can do. There's always better things, but you do the best that you can do every day. And you just hope to keep making incremental progress. Just from my own perspective, look, I can sacrifice an hour or two or three of sleep every week just so I can hit the gym and work out and have that uh, that mental and physical edge that I'm looking for and I can run the podcast. I mean, yeah, again, you're talking about making those sacrifices or maybe not making sacrifices, but just uh, putting that energy where you think it's important, right? It really is. You know, it really is important that you find the time to take care of yourself because if you let yourself get run down, you're not going to be efficient at anything you do. And so it's it's recognizing that there is a trade-off, but there are certain things that we can do that pay, you know, even extra dividends if we if we manage to get the time into doing that. Yeah, say it on the podcast all the time. We're just doing a disservice to ourselves and everyone around us if we're not bringing our A game. So uh, now I want to talk about your clients, your customers. Now, PJ, what's been most effective in really engaging with and growing your audience? And I want you to help the aspiring entrepreneur understand a few things about gaining some traction in a crowded and noisy marketing and social media landscape. Well, it really is difficult. Um, you know, I don't want to to say that it is super easy because you hear a lot of that. Oh, if you just do these basic things, you know, you'll, you'll be an instant instant success. And I always laugh at the the myth of the overnight success. You know, <laughs> that there's 10, 15 years of hard work that went into becoming that overnight <laughs> exactly. success. And so you have to go in there, you know, with a practical, you know, with with real expectations. Um, what we have always found is that. You have to treat your customers as individuals. You know, don't don't think that you're going to go out there and you're going to do this one thing and you're going to get a thousand, you know, interested customers. We treat our customers as individuals. We go after them one at a time. Um, we have really grown through word of mouth. That's been by far our, our biggest avenue of growth. Um, social media is something that does work for us, but mostly because other people are telling um, their friends about us and they come and they find us on social media. So on social media, we use it. We're, we've pretty effectively, I think we're coming up on 30,000 Facebook fans. They're, you know, they're targeted and that's been slow growth, but we really just get them involved with our lives, you know, lives here, our lives here on the farm with the, the children are growing in the garden and what's happening with the baby goats and, you know, what we're homeschooling and what we're reading and things like that. I, I don't spend a lot of time pitching to my audience on Facebook. Um, if, you know, I make sure that it's easy to find us and where, you know, where we are. So if they have questions, but I really use Facebook for what it's intended to be, which is the social and getting, you know, the, our lifestyle out there and, you know, Oh, Hey, look, we're eating goat cheese today for lunch and, you know, take a picture of it on our sandwich and, and, and people know that they can find it on my website. So it's, I, I try not to, um, you know, beat them over the head. I find them when we do that, we end up losing a lot of fans. So it's really just, um, social media is just very much, you know, just what's going on in our, our lives and, and using what's happening on the farm and with the children to, you know, kind of keep top of mind awareness, uh, but not necessarily to sell. Um, as far as, you know, publicity, publicity is great if you can get it. Um, the problem with publicity is 
that it's hard to get good publicity. Um, all of the, you know, good publicity that we've had has, you know, it has happened kind of by happenstance. Um, I tell the story of our first time we were ever on television. We were actually out doing a craft show that was put on by, um, at a local high school by the baseball team and the baseball moms were coming around bringing donuts to all the vendors. And so of course my children swarmed the donuts <laughs> and were all over that. And the, this baseball mom started asking my children questions and they told her everything all about the farm and goat milk stuff and everything they did. And, and this mom came over to me and she was like, Oh my gosh, I have got to interview you. And it turns out that she was the, um, the anchor woman for our local television station. And so that was how we got on television for the first time, you know, and it's, it's all those kind of happenstance. So you, you need to make yourself open for them. Um, if you kind of the type that pray, you can pray for them, but I, to go out and spend a lot of money trying to make them happen isn't necessarily going to um, to pay you back in, in from our experience. You know, it's really talking all the time with everyone, you know, because you're happy and you're excited to share it. You know, we would go into the grocery store, go food shopping, and I had to have children in front of the cart telling the people in front of us online about the soap and people behind me or children behind me telling the people behind me about the soap. You know, because <laughs> oh, just, just all those ambassadors out there. How great is that? <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's because it's what you do and it's because it's what you live. And if you're excited about it and it's interesting and you have an interesting story and an interesting product, then people people will ask. You know, we always have soap with us no matter where we go. We give out soap right and left, you know, and with obviously with our website information and our contact information. And so much of that comes back to us um, over time. So, you know, it is noisy. It is crowded. It is hard. But if you just try, you know, one person at a time, and a lot of people will say to me, you know, oh, but that would take forever. I'd never grow. And, and what I tell them is advice that I was given at the very beginning, which I really didn't believe at the beginning, but it's totally true. Someone once told me that um, very few businesses ever go out of business for growing too slowly, but so many go out of business because they're growing too quickly. And that happens because it's not so much a matter of just being profitable, but it's a matter of the cash flow. And when you're growing, cash flow really becomes an um, an issue. So you know, I would always prefer nice and steady, even growth than I would over big, you know, peaks and and then nothing for a while. So that's kind of how we've kind of approached it lately. At your website, goatmilkstuff.com, you're really telling that engaging and more importantly, that authentic story. Again, that authentic storytelling, so important to your brand and your business, right? It really is. You know, and it's funny that you use the word authentic because that's the word that we always try to be. You know, I, I get people who say to me, oh, your children are just perfect. I'm like, no, <laughs> they're children. <laughs> they fight, they bicker, they squabble. They don't always do what they're told. Um, you know, we don't necessarily put that side on the, uh, you know, online on social media, even though it does exist. But everything we do is real. I mean, it's really what we do. It's really what our day looks like. It's really how our products work. We use every single one of our products. And I think that comes through, you know, I'm not out there trying to pretend that I'm, that I'm perfect and I do everything right. And I know everything, but I do everything the best that I can. And I'm going to help you to choose the products that work for you the best that I can. And so that's kind of how, um, you know, we, we just put everything out there. We don't, we don't try and keep anything hidden, anything secret. And, and that's not, may not be for everybody, um, but it really works well for us. Great strategy in building your brand. Love it, PJ. Thanks so much for that. Now, I want to switch a little bit, switch gears. Are there any influencers that you follow online, for online or otherwise, for your own motivation and inspiration? 
You know, I wish I could tell you that I do. Um, I have, uh, you know, a very, very limited uh, uh, time. I can imagine, yeah. With everything that I have. Um, So I am an avid reader. I I read books nonstop. Um, But I tend to read books a little outside the norm. Um, You know, for example, right now I'm reading... um, We've been studying as a family the uh, American Revolution, and I'm reading the big, huge biography of Alexander Hamilton. You know, that's 700 or some odd pages. And, um, you know, I, I because I, I read and I think about it, I can apply things in a little ways that's not necessarily, you know, and just following a specific person and doing that. But you can learn so much from history and just by really thinking about, you know, what they did and, and how to apply it to your life can really become apparent if you, if you spend time thinking about it. Now I'm going to shift again. Do you love to win or hate to lose and why? <laughs> I um, I would love to say that I love to win, but I really sometimes think I hate to lose <laughs> even more. Um, you know, I am definitely the competitive sort, and uh, I tell the story about. So we had our, our original farm was just three acres. It was just a little homestead that we had. That's where we got our first goats. That's where goat milk stuff started. And um, when it when the business really took off, and we knew we were going to have to leave because it just wasn't big enough, and we started looking for a property. Um, the bank that we had always worked with when it was time to build our new soap room, you know, he said to me, he said, well, you know, I, we just can't do this. You just have to understand that this may take you seven or eight years, you know, to, to get this done. And I was like, I walked out of that baker's office. I was like, oh yeah, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just went after it full steam. We had the soap room funded and built within a year. We had it paid off within another year. And, uh, that banker ended up coming into our farm store, uh, a couple years after that. And he looked at me and he said, you know what? He said, I was wrong. <laughs> he said, you could see the big picture. And I didn't, he said, I made a mistake. And those were like some of the sweetest words. <laughs> oh, how great. How rewarding was that? But I mean, that's why he's a banker and you're an entrepreneur, right? Yep. Yep. So, you know, you can use those. I also had at the very beginning, I had one woman tell me who'd made soap for about 10 years. She said, you cannot support your family making soap. And, you know, and I was like, watch me, you know? And, and so I tend to, I do tend to use those as, as challenges to kind of motivate me and, and really, you know, dream big. I I like very much to dream big. We have a saying around our house that I dream it and my husband does it. (laughs) And so, um, I like to get things started and, you know, and, and just go as big as I can. Well, just proving those naysayers wrong. Love it so much. Now, uh, give us something actionable here, PJ. What are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day? You know, I really do um, enjoy time with our family. We do, because we homeschool, we do end up watching um, a lot of documentaries. Uh, we're watching, as I said, one on the American Revolution right now. It's like a 23-part series from, I don't even know who put it out, but so we do that. Um, we love to go outside and, you know, and toss the frisbee around. We love to hike. Um, and I also am an avid reader, so if I if I have a chance, I definitely kind of run away and curl up with a book and and just kind of lose myself in that. It's, that's my escape from the the stresses of life. Hopefully, get a few dozen pages in. Yeah. Now, PJ, boil this thing down for us. What is the one piece of advice you want to leave with our listeners today about just going forward and succeeding as an entrepreneur like you have? I find so many people who are just, they're discouraged. They don't think they can do it or, you know, it, it just seems too hard and the economy seems too bad. And, um, you know, I tell people, don't let any of that stop you. If you have a product that you believe in and that you use, you know, the, the internet is a really great opportunity because for pretty cheaply, you can put something up there, you can drive some traffic to it and you can see whether you have something. You can go to craft fairs, you can go to festivals 
hospitals. You know, you don't necessarily have to invest this huge, huge amount of money right off to see if you have um, a viable business. You know, if you're willing to work hard, it, things are still possible. You know, we started goat milk stuff in 2008 at the <laughs> with the Great Recession. Um, people thought we were crazy, and we were just like, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, people still need soap now. <laughs> you know, it's not like they don't need soap during a recession. And I, you know, I personally think it kind of came to our favor because. You know, people weren't making big purchases, but they could still, you know, buy, spend money on a good bar of handmade goat milk soap. Um, that would, you know, that would help their skin. So don't, you know, don't, don't look necessarily at all the things that could be going wrong and could, you know, could stop you, you know, just, just work hard. Um, you know, Thomas Jefferson is one of my favorite quotes. He says, um, I'm a great believer in luck and I find that the harder I work, the more I have of it. So true. So true. Yeah. It doesn't need to be the right time. It doesn't need to be the perfect conditions. Just start. And, you know, with hard work, you can accomplish quite a lot. Wow. Wow. Great inspirational words for the Small Business Society, PJ. If people want to learn more about you, more about your business, or if they want to get their hands on some of this goat milk stuff, how can they connect? Well, our website is where everything is housed. So you can just go there and that's at www.goatmilkstuff.com. And I do actually have a free bar of soap for your listeners if that's something that they're interested in. And all they need to do is go to goatmilkstuff.com slash Bidsy Soap. And that's all one word, just B-I-D-S-Y Soap. And um, that'll have the, the directions on what they need to do to get their free bar. PJ, very, very generous. And we'll make sure to link it up in your show notes page. Thank you very much for that. And thanks for taking the time to join us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Thanks, you too. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today. 